We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're into hour two of WEI Football Sunday. Let's talk to our guy Tom E. Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy is uh, brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lapresti and Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. To the Harbor One hotline we go. Tom Kern, good morning. What's up, Andrew? How are you, buddy? Well, we're okay. A little, uh, I don't want to say today is flatter than 4 o'clock without the Patriots playing, but, uh, man, what a different feel just waiting for Monday Night Football. It is, and it's funny. It's the um, the 2022 version of waiting for Monday Night Football as opposed to the version that you probably enjoyed for 20 years where it was an event and there was a showcase and there was so much certainty and it was a good opportunity to see the Patriots go out and just show a level of dominance or where they, where they were in terms of the conversation as to how elite they were. And now it's, it's different. It's, there's uncertainty, but it's still, I think there's a ton of intrigue to the game, especially locally. And I think we're enmeshed in the zappy Mac conversation, Yeah, but sneakily they've changed the conversation a little bit about the team itself. No, they have, but I think the Mac Zappy question is certainly a good one. It looks like it's going to be Mac Jones. Uh, where do you come down on this? Because the guy is coming back from an injury. There's always a thought to sort of you know make sure he's 100 percent healthy, while you also have a quarterback who's playing pretty well in in Zappy. So, how close do you think it came to maybe giving Zappy one more start? I think Zappy was on the edge of not starting last week, given that they didn't tell him. Um, as he explained to um, Mego Fourier and, and, and Lou last week, he, he didn't learn until Saturday that he was making the start. So I don't think it's probably very close at all this week. If Mac is able to go, even though he's been limited all week long, he did nothing to lose the job. I think we have to circle back to that as we look at what Mac, what Zappi did in the, the previous three weeks. Mac Jones did nothing to lose his job. We can cite the picks. We can cite the bad plays. We can cite the record over the last nine games, but his personal performance has not been an impediment to the team winning. Tom, how do you say that when they he has thrown five interceptions? Because I guess the only thing that I would say is, is this his job now moving forward where he can go out there and have a couple bad games and not have to worry about being pulled? I would hope so. And how I can say that is let's look, let's look at the five. Let's actually go back to last year. 
He had a bad game coming out of the bye. He was the leading candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Had a bad game against Indianapolis coming out of the bye. It was the first game I think you could say, okay, mm-hmm. he cost a little bit. He was the best player on offense in the playoff game when the team was a disgrace right, against but you, Buffalo. But you had nothing so, behind them that you could see, right? That You had no zappy that was there that you could maybe... No, 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 but... Yeah, so what I'm saying is he has to lose the job. Regardless of who's behind him, he has to do something to lose the job. You believe that Bailey Zappi, three games into, you know, 30 drives into his career, is, is deserving of being ahead of Mac Jones? Well, I don't, I don't, I look at it who looks better with the offense and who gives this offense, in my opinion, when I look at it, like, all right, where do they look like they have the most cohesion and look more of like a well-oiled offense moving forward just for this year? I don't go back to last year Mm because Bill's always taught me it. So what have you done for me lately, league? And through the first three weeks, there have been some struggles. Zappy looked good. All I think is that this is a bad move because it creates so much controversy. You know, It doesn't. Well, there's see, not a player in that locker room sitting there saying we should go with Bailey Zappi. It's 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 they respect what he's accomplished, but you know the leaders on that team who we've spoken to have publicly, Devin McCourty prior to Max injury, mm-hmm. privately other players have expressed okay he's been fine, but Mac does the that Bailey Zappi can't. The Baltimore game, I mean, we get hung up in the zero touchdowns and three picks and the nature of the picks, mm-hmm. but look again at the clips from that game, the throws that were made. Bailey Zappi's not capable of that yet. If you want to have a competition, awesome. April, May, June, July, get at it. But right now, he's done nothing to lose the job. To me, again, you got to go back and look at that Baltimore game. That was about as well as he has performed as a passer for stretches, regardless of the two plays that were horrendous. Right, but it was also, when I look at that game, it was also a Devontae Parker game, and I wonder how many guys, because I've been in them locker rooms before, and I will tell you this, I'm not in that locker room, but I know that there probably are some guys that go, you know, Zappi spreads the ball around a little bit more. I'd rather see him than Mac. And not that they don't like Mac, but they just feel like maybe, you know, like they get, like John O. Smith maybe goes, oh, you know what, Mac looks my way more. I mean, excuse me, Zappi looks my way more than Mac. So I, I just think that there are issues that could potentially Rear their ugly head. Well, Tommy, let's let's advance this a little bit. How has Matt Patricia changed or, I don't know about shrunk the playbook, but how has having Bailey Zappi maybe altered some things for Matt Patricia that will make him a better play caller now that Mac is going to be back in there? Yeah, I think the onus is on Patricia and the offensive coaching staff to do as much for Mac as they did for Zappi. We can always wonder whether it was operator error with Mac when he threw the pick to Micah Fitzpatrick, when he threw the pick uh, to Xavier Howard, when he um, had the miscommunication with Devontae Parker and that it resulted in the pick, we can, we can say, okay, well, he was just following orders. They wanted to, to press it down the field. We haven't seen the same pressing down the field. And in the occasions we have with Zappi, they've been schemed up plays that are uncontested and guys were just running naked and alone. So they've done more play action, vastly more. They've also done, I believe by 30%, I was casting about for this stat the other day that I saw, I think it was, um, but it's a 30% greater likelihood the Patriots will keep um, extra players into block, as much as many as seven into block, as opposed to Mac. So more protection, more people in, and more play action. 
take advantage of those things. Mac has lobbied publicly at the podium for more RPOs. So will they do more of those things? I would hope that they would because the team, regardless of who's playing quarterback, has performed more cogently against crappy defenses, yeah, by doing those things. How do you think uh, Mac Jones, the like the competitor, will respond to this? Because last year he could have a terrible game and not a single person, locker room, listener, in the crowd, whatever, would say, hey, we need Brian Hoyer in there. Whereas now, you know, if Mac Jones does throw a pick or say they struggle and the offense doesn't look great against the Bears, he'll hear it. People will want Bailey Zappi. How do you think he personally will respond to it? That's a great question because if they go three and out, a couple times, right. and it's a well-lubricated Monday night crowd having a good time. Um, they will jokingly, I'm sure, not everyone's going to be screaming, with, but he'll hear murmurs and noise, murmur, murmur. Um, but one thing that we noticed about Mac last year and that existed at Alabama and that exists for a lot of these guys who have to compete, 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 and Mac has, is that they're resilient. They're able to overcome things. So we should learn if that resilience that we saw in him beating out Cam Newton and coming back from bad practices, or that we saw last year against Dallas when he threw a pick six and then came back and threw a touchdown on the next play, does he have that same resilience? I think if you're Mac, right now, you've got an awesome introduction to the nature of the NFL. You were unable to meet with the media on two of the three games they put you out there. They never replaced your offensive coordinator. They revamped the offense. They put it all on you in the first three games. You didn't perform that well. You were just kind of trying to get it together, doing what they asked, not happy about it, but doing it. And now you're down for three games and people think you suck. Right. If you better be, you better have a thick skin and not be tender about it. Or if you tender about it, apply it the right way. Well, you know, kind of falling off of that, like, how does he then handle the sh- when, you know, I mean, everybody struggles and has that little bumpy mm-hmm. patch. How does he then handle some of those, you know, questions or conversations that might arise, whether it be for Bill, like, well, is Zappy going to get a chance? Like, how does he then handle those things moving forward? Because I don't think he's really been in the position like this before because at Alabama there was really no – I mean, he outplayed Bryce Young, so he didn't really have to look over his shoulder for that one. He didn't have to look over his shoulder for Cam Newton. But now there potentially could be a little, you know, he might not be turning his head completely, you know, mm-hmm. old, old exorcist all the way around, but he could be peeking over his shoulder a little bit now. How does he handle that? I, I agree with you entirely. You know, he can see him in the rear view. There was nobody there before. Now he sees a little buzz cut guy in the rear view when he glances back. <laughs> um, if he is who we think he is, and I wrote this last week, if he is who we think he is, he puts it to bed. There's never another Bailey Zappi conversation. You see a litany of two touchdowns, zero pick games, and the Patriots offense uh, performing well on third down and in the red zone. And, and in the red zone, I guess, would be probably the one place we can zero in. Can they be a better red zone team? What are the things that he can do better? Because Zappi's been accurate, and Zappi hasn't thrown picks, and Zappi hasn't taken sacks. Can we get an apples-to-apples comparison hmm. of Mac Jones with the same levels of protection against the same crappy teams, which he's going to see a few of them performing with the same ball security, better efficiency in the red zone, and, you know, production at the line, line of scrimmage. I mean, you, you and I both know, Wiggy, as much as you, you know, like to breathe air into this conversation, there can't be any comparison right now between the two guys' aptitude at the line of scrimmage before the play, right? 
Yeah, I would say Max Seymour, so he definitely has right. the, the advantage in that. I think the other part of this conversation that we no one has really gotten to very much, and even Keith and I tried to scratch the surface of it, Tommy, can the Patriots' defense be 2022 elite? I think that they have the capability to. You know, the two times that they have fallen down, they was, they started really well against Baltimore, and then they got Lamard, and they started really well against Green Bay, and then they got Rodgers. So those guys are going to be lurking out there um, all year long in different capacities, whether it's Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. So can the defense at least batten down the hatches and hold on in some of those games, because I don't know if the if the Patriots' offense is generally going to be a, you know, twenty four point a game team all all the way through, even though they you know put up a ton the last couple of weeks. So I think that they can be. I think that their secondary and safety play is so good. I think that Judon is playing at a level that, while we celebrated it last year and he fell off, I think it feels different this year. Um, but I think they can be a defense that that performs better because I think they're faster. But until they do it, we don't know. Right, Grish? Yeah, I mean, they, I've taken the cheese the last couple of years. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is a really good defense. And then they play Josh <laughs> they Allen. Like, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Um, oh, trade deadline is a week from Tuesday. You see the Patriots being involved in anything, Tom? If they could move Nelson Aguilar, I'm sure they'd be delighted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of calls coming in on Kendrick Bourne. I think that Bourne um, – you know, his link with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler um, and whether he is agitating for a move or unhappy or would like to go there and be reunited, I don't know. I think that that always would probably lurk as a possibility. But as far as, as moves, I mean, the Patriots have already made a couple, you know, in terms of trying to, to change the way they are defensively, I think. But um they would be more sellers because they have a bounty at different positions than they would be sellers because they're not competing. Uh, Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston, uh, enjoy the partial day off, and I know we'll uh, all crank it up tomorrow. Tommy, thank you, friend. We appreciate it. We'll catch you on Gresham Keith on Tuesday. All right, boys. Take care. There we Thanks go. Out. There goes uh, Tommy Curran. By the way, coming up after us on WEI Football Sunday, uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Mm. It's really a day full of football here on WEI. Indian, Tennessee. Then you end up with Kansas City at San Francisco. Two good ones. That, you know, when mm-hmm. you look at the schedule, I'm interested in the in the Tennessee game. Uh, I am too. Again, mm-hmm. division. Yeah, the, the Colts have played their way back into it after that uh, pretty crappy start. So it's Indy, Tennessee, Kansas Kansas City, San Francisco, and then tonight on uh, Sunday Night Football, Pittsburgh at Miami, and then get me on the Gresh Show through CBS Sports Radio right afterwards until 2 a.m. We will look at the Patriots' defense coming up, but here's Ethan ready to trend. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending Now is brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1877 Cars for Kids. 
Week 7 of the NFL is here as the Patriots are getting set to face off with the Bears in Foxborough tomorrow night for Monday Night Football at 8.15 p.m. Pats currently minus 7.5 favorites with the over-under sitting at 40. Jeff Howe of The Athletic earlier today tweeting out that Mac Jones is expected to make the start tomorrow night barring any setbacks with his ankle. So look forward to seeing some of Mac Jones return in the Boston area for college football. BC falling 43-15 to yesterday going up against Wake Forest. So not a good game for them on the Bruins side of things beating Minnesota 4-3 to yesterday afternoon advancing to 5-1 and in the season so a really good start for the Bruins so far this year Taylor Hall had himself a solid game with one goal and two assists and then on the basketball side of things the Boston Celtics taking down the Orlando Magic 126-120 last night advancing to 3-0 to start the season so Boston feeling pretty good right now in all our sports Jason Tatum leading the way, shooting 14 of 21 with 40 points in that one. But that is it for me. I'm Ethan Rasadulu. That's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. We'll take a look at the Patriots' defense, who will easily choke out the Bears' offense next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This portion of WEI Football Sundays brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Yep, Patriots tomorrow night, Monday night, will host the Bears on Monday Night Football. When do we figure that uh, everybody could leave Gillette Stadium tomorrow? Will it be a, a mid-third quarter, end-third quarter, early fourth quarter, mid-fourth quarter? Probably will, fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. People will be Probably able to dip beginning quarter. of fourth quarter. Patriots get the ball back up like 17 or 21, and you're like, i, yeah. I got to work tomorrow. Um, Yeah, because the Bears offense is Not great. no bueno. No, they've struggled a bit. Uh, they've struggled a bit. They... They can't protect, they can't run, they, they can't, can't do pass, anything. they can't catch, they can't do anything. And like every other team, I feel like even the bad teams, Wiggy, there's a guy or two where you're like, oh, that guy's pretty nasty. Right. Like, I mean, Nick Chubb, that's an obvious one last week. Look at the Lions. Lions had a few guys you would like on your team. And they got pantsed here, but yeah. I don't want any of the Bears. That's that's hard to do. David like, that's, Mon- even hard. David Montgomery. Don't want him. Nope. Uh, Patriots have two two backs better than right. him. They have Ty Montgomery. <laughs> they, maybe three backs they better than three. him. Talk about talk about an organization ruining 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 I, Justin Fields. Oh man, he's got no chance. So I, no I still chance. don't know if he sucks or if the if it's just the you'll worst nev- situation. You'll they never know. you'll never know until he ultimately moves on from Chicago and lands in a spot where he might be able to, you know, get a good offensive coordinator. Well, at the rate it's going right now, uh by the time Justin Fields leaves there, he's just going to be another one of these backups around the league. I mean, yeah. well, he's going to have point- to pull like a Tannehill. And I know Tannehill started <clears throat> even more. He signed a second deal with Miami, but 
when he left Miami, you looked at him and you're like, eh, it's fine. Right. And then, I mean, I, he's kind of gone back to that now, but he had two yeah. years where he really popped. He's going to have to compete. Like, Ooh, maybe that was more of a Miami thing than it was a him thing. But I think the thing with uh, Justin Fields' wigs is there's no fundamentals there. Like, that's my issue with him. It was my issue coming out of Ohio State is he can run around and make plays athletically. He's a lot like Calamari from that end. Yeah, but he was but, good at Ohio State. He dueled Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I watched a lot of Ohio State games when he was a quarterback. He 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 was, when I looked at him, I, I kind of got it. Like, he is a bigger version of what Bryce Young looks like in Alabama right now. He was able to u- utilize his athletic ability, but he utilized it more of as... Uh, a thrower who was good enough to run, where he wasn't like just running all the time. He's just you... an athlete playing quarterback. He's not a quarterback who is an athlete. Right, but he could That's throw when he was at Ohio State, and, and maybe that could have been the talent around him. Yeah, I think it's really tough to look at college guys' yeah. stats because they're all quote-unquote accurate right. in college. Right? Wiggs, I'm they surprised to hear you open. even put the caveat there considering the the way you get after Mac is he played with talent. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they all played it's with talent. It's hard to tell, right? Because like, so did Joe Burrow. Right. Joe Burrow's nasty in right. the pros. These I mean, guys. they all played with talent at that. When you're talking about Alabama, Ohio State, yeah, right. LSU. Oh, yeah. One in, every one of these, like, you look at Bryce Young. I, there's talent around them, okay? Now, mm. maybe you might not have the big names like you have in the C.J. Stroud, for example, at Ohio State. Talent around them. So we don't really know. Just based off of what we look at, we look at oh, this kid. This kid could be good. Like yesterday, Bryce Young threw a touchdown where he literally ran around for yeah. about ten oh, seconds. Oh, Mississippi State dropped back. Oh, yeah. I, well, yeah. I, had, I had Alabama it, minus twenty-one, so yep. I was I had vested Cash interest that. in that game. Yep. Yeah, and it was just like okay. He's talented to show that he could do that, but it does look accurate. But how's that going to transition to the next level? How do you play within structure is really what it comes down to. This is also what we talked about a little bit with Mac Jones going from Josh McDaniels to Matt Patricia. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields has had two head coaches and two different offensive coordinators in a season and a half. And none no of them have been line. good. And none of no, those coaches terrible. have been hey, how good. How long is Eberflus going to be there? He'll probably have a third coach in a couple of years, you know? Honestly, I wonder if the, whenever they get to the point with Eberflus of moving on, that it's kind of like, well, we know we got to move on from Because it seems like Eberflus would at least get two years. Probably, I don't know if probably. he's going to get the one. And, do I don't think, think he'll get the Buddy Hackett. But do you think, uh, Nathaniel uh, Hackett geez. feels like it might be one do and done. you think Chicago does that because they already did that with Trubisky? So it would be yeah, like true that he was even a higher pick. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, okay, you you had uh two quarterbacks that were top 12, top top 13 picks and you moved on from them after 3 years. But he at least Trubisky they gave 4 years as a starter. Right. And then they moved on. Because he had the same head coach. But, they didn't move on. Right, like, Nagy the whole time. Yeah. Think, but the, like, the way we're talking about the coaching being horrible for Justin Fields here in Boston, can you imagine what they're talking about in Chicago? No, like, Trubisky actually had Fox. He had Fox, he got Fox year. for a year. So his second year was the transition and to Nagy. And then they went to Nagy. <laughs> so, and so, Nagy was supposed to be a great offensive guy. He came from Kansas City. Right. So I wonder if they I wonder if they pull the plug or if they say, let's give Justin Fields one more crack at it with an offensive-minded coach that we know can potentially yeah. do a better job. Well, again, that was supposed to be Matt Nagy. I know he had Fields for a year, but there was, I think – 
either resistance to put him out on the field or they were just like, hey, he isn't ready. We're worried about ruining him. And now, of course, they're a big mess. So what is the number that the Patriots defense should be shooting for? Because arguably the big play part of the Chicago offense is Justin Fields kind of running around mm-hmm. and trying to make plays on his <laughs> I think, own. I think under 14. I was just going to say, this is it's like, like a, a 10 a, to 14. Yeah. They, they, they should be making this offense tap out I mean, tomorrow night. If they shut out Detroit. Right. And then if they held Cleveland to whatever that was, was it 15 ultimately or whatever? Right, 15. Like, yeah, this would be low teens, yeah. single digits. That's how bad Chicago is. And now one of the things, Wiggs, that I know Keith and I talked about, and we'll get your thoughts on this because um, the word front runner or front running feels like a dirty word in sports. And I forget which one of the Patriot players we asked about it, Keith. It was, I don't Phillips. know, it was uh, Phillips. Adrian Phillips talked about it as well. Mm-hmm. But playing with a lead – People will just say, well, you're a front runner. But this team, Patriots, feels different playing with the lead versus not. It feels like not only the defense is able to settle in and play aggressive, but offensively, get up 16 nothing, let your quarterback do your thing, run the ball, settle in, all that kind of stuff. Is front runner a dirty word? And does it apply to the Patriots? No, because I think front runner is every team in the NFL that doesn't have Josh Allen. Yeah, I agree. Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. Brady, maybe Rodgers. Like, yeah. if you don't have one of those guys, every team is a front runner. I mean, you think about how many t- how how much we heard Lamar Jackson being at. You can't mm-hmm. get down 10 points with Lamar Jackson at quarterback because you won't come back. But I think that's every team. There's no team, unless you're one of those teams that have one of those quarterbacks, you need to play with the lead mm-hmm. um, be, just because it's it's – you're going to need that quarterback that has that capability. And if you don't have that guy, then, yes, you are a front-running team. You're a team that needs to have the lead, and now you're able to control the game how you want to control it. Rather than having to chase the lead and not having that guy, that's when the problems arise, and that's when you have the quarterback who makes the bad decision, who tries to fit a ball into an area where he shouldn't be fitting it, and then that leads to an interception. So I think – Everybody in the league, unless you have one of those four guys, I would say what that would really be it, right? Yeah, it's yeah, uh, maybe that. maybe Herbert, maybe so you maybe right? give him that. I mean, Rodgers and Brady shouldn't be their teams are kind of clunky right now, right, but right. I would put those guys. Yeah, it's like five or six. Herbert's guys. coach doesn't help them either. Like no, you know, even no. in Cleveland, he got a fifty-four or five-yard try. Yeah. in terms of field goal to win the game. Because I think and most of these teams are built where their passing game is better than the running game. I say the majority of teams, right. but there's still you know plenty of teams like the the Titans and the Ravens and the Patriots that. They'd rather run it and play good defense. Hey, so, yeah, even Philly. Like, yeah, Philly, Philly is very sure. run, right. run Run, 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 right. yep. And so, it, so I think people always go Mac and Zappy. And so I think for Mac to have that success that he wants to or not that he wants to have, but fans want him to have, mm-hmm. I think it has to go back to where he becomes more of a passenger. Mm-hmm. And I said that last year and people were upset, but that's what he was last year. Right. And But that's what it has to be, is he might be a guy that might be better suited to be more of a passenger, more of a game manager, a guy that plays with the lead. Now he doesn't have to force balls in because he has to now be coming from behind. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, if you are able to build it like that and – get him to buy into that's who he is Mm -hmm. and that's what we want you to be, then the success I think you can have. But it seemed like at the beginning of the year they wanted him to carry more of the load, and maybe that's not what he is. 
I also think uh, the play calling on defense has been pretty good so far this year. Mm -hmm. If for anything else, I think we're learning that it used to be predominantly a man-to-man league in the NFL. And now, just like kind of re-embracing the run game on offense... I think teams are re-embracing zone defense on the on the back end. Buffalo runs a bunch of zone. New England runs a bunch of zone. Kansas City has mixed it in a little bit. Now some of that is injury uh, yeah. as well, mm-hmm. but it kind of it kind of feels like that there are more defenses that are doing the let's keep it in front of us until we're in the red area and then get aggressive style of defense. And you know why though? Why? It's very simple. You look at those teams that you just brought up. Those teams have the ability to create pressure with their front four. Yeah, Judon and Wise have been right. great. They so don't need to blitz. If, they don't if you need to have those up, yeah. guys, you can now play zone behind it because now what's the big? What's the biggest issue when you have zone? The biggest problem for zone is the quarterback has time to go through his pr- progression right. and you as a receiver can find the open area, right? Find those holes and mm-hmm. settle in those holes in zone. But in order Not when for coming after you, right? Yeah. In order for a quarterback to be successful in that, you have to make sure that he has the time to do that. Mm-hmm. When you have a defense that can get after the quarterback, guess what? He don't have time to go through his progressions. You brought up Buffalo, their ability to get after the quarterback. You brought up Kansas City, the same thing. New England, Dedrick Wise, having him opposite of of uh, uh, Matthew Judon. It allows you to do that. When you don't have that, then guess what you got to do? You got to plast the guys. You got to play man to man because you got to be in a guy's hip pocket. Who has been the? I, I and you mentioned Dietrich Wise, right? Mm-hmm. So is he the most surprising Patriots defensive player yeah. this year to yeah. this point? Yeah, I mean, I think he's the most surprising player overall, unless you want to count Bailey Zappi because that's a big well, surprise, right? But no, I mean, on the field, yep. definitely Wise. Who's been the most disappointing defender? Because um, I don't no, know. No, they've played well across the board. Yeah. I, mean, I guess Miles Bryant's been their worst defensive player, but you didn't really expect much out of him. He's, I would say that it would probably, if you had to look at that, it would either be Barmore or Godchild. Oh, Barmore's a good one. Just because I think the expectation was so high. Right. And the same yeah. with Godchild because they paid. And, and oh, he's Bills, one of the best defensive Well, but, did, in the league, but did you Belichick. expect Godchild to have big stats? No, though? no, no, not stats, yeah. but, but the ability to. The ability to muddy up the run for opponents. Well, when you slow down Nick Chubb the way they did, that's the reason. Because I I can Mm -hmm. buy Barmore because there was a thought that in the interior, Barmore would flash and really help those guys. And it's been much more wise inside than it's been Barmore. He's been dinged up a little bit, but maybe that was overhype trained somewhat. Or there is the, hey, we're just using our fats to gobble up defenders and let these other guys go do their thing. Because they've been, I mean, the last two games, it's hard to complain about much, but Mm -hmm. you know, the Packer game and the Raven game, they gave up a lot of yards on the ground. So you thought they'd be a little bit better than that. Uh, We've got some uh, inactives coming in. And by the way, you're in Inactives are sponsored by the Ketchis Law Group. New England construction workers, if you're injured on the job, Ketchis has your back at CatchesLaw.com. So running back DeAndre Swift for the Lions is out. Jahan Dotson for the Commanders is out. Ravens, both Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman are active. Uh, And Andrews much more than Bateman in terms of your fantasy lineup. And it was kind of uh, projected that he was going to be in there Mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, It looks like, let's see, Gus Edwards, Marvin Jones Jr., A.J. Terrell, 
and Sammy Watkins are active. I've been that wow. Sammy the Watkins been on of IR. Sammy Watkins. I, I don't know how to move a guy off of IR to try to get him in my lineup. Then again, <laughs> I don't know if I want to play him yet because Aaron Rodgers has been thrown to the veterans. But yeah. Sammy Watkins like a pane of glass, man. Yeah, nah, not great. Get but, him while it's hot. Mm, but yeah. you got no Randall Cobb, so maybe his role comes a bit. You know, yeah, oh, that's a good possible. point, Wiggs. You know, so maybe his role he has more of a role down a green because it almost feels like yeah, Rodgers is like all right, I'll throw to anybody who's got at least five. Yes, in the league. Yeah, right. Is it really amazing? That, like, too. Wiggs, if you were the tight end, you'd be getting eight throws a game yeah. from uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, he just know, wants to throw to the veterans. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It, it is, but it's it's kind of like he, he's kind of tell at the end of the Brady era being here, it's like, all right, if you haven't had four years of uh, of service under your belt, I'm not really looking towards you. So <laughs> maybe Sammy Watkins is a guy that Rodgers is like, all yeah. right. Yeah, maybe I, I need to get him in there at flex or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, that's some of the bigger names in terms of uh, in terms of the inactives. Uh, do you feel like special teams is getting cleaned up a little bit, Wiggs? Well, I'm – what is For New England? I think the only issues you had at the beginning of the year were the muff – Hunts, I believe, and that was Miles uh, Bryant. Yeah, it was, was also Bryant. Making it an adventure. Right, yeah. right. So, and you moved on from him, and you now yeah. you're going with Marcus Jones. So it seems like they're you, you're solidified as far as a returner. Uh, Jake Bailey turning it around. A I don't know. Bit. He's been bad all year long, which is you know, he, I think he's what one of the worst when it comes to net punting in the league. It's, I think so. Ugh. So when you look at that. Um, that it, that isn't the weapon like it used to be. You know, Bill loves weapon flipping the field and creating issues. And he loves his punters. Yeah, and so that's been an issue. But that's more on the player He's than it dead is. Dead last in net punting. Right. Wow. So dead last. How many does he have inside the 20 just out of curiosity? And the only reason I ask is because sometimes guys who have high inside the 20 numbers don't have great net punting numbers. He's tied for 13th with nine. Okay, so he's in the middle. Right. right. If he was like right. number one in the league, then it'd be like, okay, you can no. understand that correlating, but in the middle of the league. But see, that's not no. on Cam Accord, the special teams coach. That's just Jake Bailey not being... And even the, if you go average, it's uh, 30th. Right. So that yeah. is 31st, because I guess only 31 qualify for whatever reason. But. So he's 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 <laughs> not... <laughs> Some guy must have been hurt. I don't know. Somebody's rotating punters. That's the, uh, the Chargers. They don't punt. They no, just go true. for it. Oh, good point. They didn't have go. one. Yeah. So he's not been very good, you know. No, he's been and terrible. That, and that's been that to me is more him. And he was than, all pro two years ago, right? Yeah. That's some more him than it is the special teams. Yeah, for sure. Coaching Wiggs, an evolving opinion from the Gresham Keith program. Mm-hmm. Do do the Patriots have to find themselves a modern kicker, meaning a guy that can boom it from anywhere? Um. Like no, his, no like, because I think Nick Fo- I mean, he was good until, what do you have, 60-something straight yeah. kicks on the – you're talking but about – But anytime 50 and over, it's off the table, whereas you see some of these teams that are like, hey, if I can get a 56-yard field goal with my guy with his leg, not that you feel great about it, but right. teams sort of play to that to be able to try to kick a field goal late. Does having a kicker with more range ultimately help this team long term? Is this something that we need to keep an not, eye on? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think if a guy can get you to if you if a guy can can be good decent around fifty, I think you you're fine. If there's a guy that you know has the ability to go, because I mean, really, how many guys have the ability to be money? From longer than fifty. Well, I mean, Baltimore, Kansas City are definitely two teams. Like Butker came back right. and hit like a six, but they wouldn't have tried a sixty-two yarder with the other Hammond right, right. that so they I had think, in there. I think there's like uh, 
15 kickers who have made multiple 50-yard field Okay, runs. yeah. All right, so, so that's that. half the league. It's becoming a bigger part of the game, which is the only reason why I ask. No, I understand what you're saying because you get into those those worlds of what we saw with uh, Denver at the beginning of the year. Do I let Russell go for it on fourth and four? Do I come out and try whatever the field goal range was go. at the time? So, But I also I think it's one of those things where um, – if you have it, great, but you don't need to go searching for it. You need somebody who's going to be accurate from inside 50 because I don't. I know you said multiple kicks, but I'd love to know the number of how many, te- how many uh, attempts are teams going for more than 50? How many tries? Uh, it looks like Chris Boswell of Pittsburgh is 5 of 6. Okay. Uh, Brett Mahar or Mayer from uh, Dallas is 4 of 6. Uh, Justin Tucker four or five, so it's like four or five is what you're doing. Yeah. So that's like one a game, yeah, give or take from fifty plus. Yeah, so I don't. And that's a decent well, amount. it is. And when Folk, you think of the double two, score, the one yeah. for two, right? right. Uh, and when you think of the double score, it's just something yeah. that is popping up more and more. Yeah, I, I could see because it. there's going to be a game where it would have been like a fifty-four yard yeah. field goal, right. and Bill will opt to not kick it, mm-hmm. and then that becomes well, you know, what do we have a guy for if he can't right. pound it over right, fifty? See, type see thing. my thing is. Is like you brought up a couple of those guys. All right, they're five or six from more than fifty. Yeah. My thing is, is I'd rather have a guy who nails from who, under fifty. Who's right? nails, nails from, from under fifty? 50. Because enough. think yeah, about right. how many bad kicks. I watch college football all the time. Oh, college football, and they are, are the, almost, listen. There's not enough good kickers wh- in the what's, world. What's goggles that played at Georgia? Rodrigo Blankenship. Blankenship, yeah. right? Was you know you think like this is one of the best kickers to come out now he can't he, I mean he can't he's do missing it. extra points they just brought right. him back I yeah. think in fact so for me I'm more about be accurate from under fifty if you can find that guy I know it's like you know trying to find a needle in the haystack mm-hmm. in college they're like so bad in college we're talking forty yard field goals so I don't mind it as much if it only means you know where he's one or two so what's that an extra three or four attempts that you know I'm not going to be able to go for from longer than fifty. So I'm cool yeah. with it. Uh, we are coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studio. It is WEEI Football Sunday. Who is under the microscope outside of New England today? Some of the teams that are, as some would say, are on the spot next on WEEI Football Sunday. Well, you can tell the inactives are out if you go to Twitter because Keith just updated five minutes ago. Orenthal James Simpson. Oh, who do I run today? I don't know. I have Nick Chubb. Hello, Twitter world. I mean, you know what though? Keith makes a great point. He is sane football takes. OJ. <laughs> it is true. Like actually, that'd be a good bit we do. Is you take OJ and just read the transcript and then compare it to like. Tony Romo or whoever right. people think is like the bad, like Chris right, Collins, right, right, right. like who said what? That's right. a great call. Like no, sorry, that right. was actually OJ. That's that right. was OJ breaking down. The oh, that is game. a good segment. Yeah, <laughs> who said what? Well, Shime, Shime yeah. already stole it. He wrote yeah. it down. He's, he's it tomorrow to morning. Yeah, that's if he doesn't have another jury yeah. duty. Yeah, he's on the he's on the that's crime true. of the century. Apparently, Chris Shime. <laughs> he has the next OJ case. Uh, oh, who said oh, that's what? True. 
Yeah, Tony Romo. They got to go 75 yards. No, not if you back them up and they punt the football <laughs> yeah, to win right. the football game. And guess what? They're only down by two. All they got to do is go about 40 yards and kick a field yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember you said that. I was watching a game and it was like, it was. Yeah, it just was way off with the numbers. Like, oh, like, they got to go 70 yeah. yards to win this football game. I'm like, it's tied up and all yeah. they got to do is get in a field goal range. It'll be fine. All right, That's which. 16 million a year will get you. So let yeah. me ask you this. Which high end quarterback. Is in a bigger situation today. Tampa Bay in Carolina or Green Bay in Washington? I would say Man. Green Bay in Washington. You're saying like who has... Which quarterback or or which uh, which team has maybe the most on the line today? They're both 3-3. Three and three. Mm-hmm. Both teams have not looked normal offensively whatsoever. I would say Packers-Washington because... Does anybody really think that Carolina can beat the Bucks? I don't think they can. Uh, well, you know, no. like it's the whole they fired the coach, they traded away a player. Yes. Hey, here we go. <laughs> PJ Walker's going to lead like 300 yards. It's the Bill Simmons Ewing theory. Right. When you <laughs> remove the best player, they get better somehow. But so, it, yeah, I guess. But it almost looks like if you had to look at the Packers and Bucks, who has looked like the better team consistently? <sighs> Throughout the I, year, yeah, it's not. Really, <laughs> I know it's not much. Maybe but I, the Bucks. I, I would, say, yeah, I would say it's. So more. I would spin it this way. I would say they're both three and three, but the Bucks division is trash. They right. could win that division at nine or ten wins. Green Bay's looking up at Minnesota. Minnesota's two games ahead of them right now, so they have to. win. I think for them, it's more important because like their big favorite. Actually, Green Bay's not as big a favorite as I thought. They're only four point favorites. Tampa Bay is a monster favorite. They're like thirteen point yeah, favorites. Yeah, uh, but Green Bay should should win that one and try to maintain at least, you know, a, a closing distance on Minnesota. Minnesota is the bye. Right. But they should, they need this one more. That, that's more, why I, I said agree. I would yeah. lean with Green Bay. Yep. They, they yep. definitely need this one. Uh, bigger divisional battle, Browns at Ravens or Colts at Titans? Colts at Titans. Same. Yeah. I agree. Because, I mean, this is like. The winner of that one inside track to win the, the whole division. Whereas right. the other one, you still have Cincinnati to deal with. So it's a nice, it's a good win for either Baltimore or Cleveland. But I think Indy and the Colts, now again, with the Colts having that, um, I'm sorry, yeah, with the Colts having the tie, it's going to throw off all kinds of stuff. But this could be a, the, the swing in they need. Yeah, but, I think this is a major matchup for the, mm-hmm. you know, when you talked about the AFC uh, South division there, I think this is major with these two teams because you could probably write off Houston. You can. And you could probably uh when I, you, Jacksonville probably I yeah. wanted them in there. They, they were frisky two weeks ago. All right. They're not, oh, they're the tier frisky, twos yeah, they're right. But then they blow the lead to the Colts last yeah, week. Yeah, so that's a couple horrible losses. Well that's the thing because the Giants at five and one are in Jacksonville who are two and four. Jacksonville is has been a solid three point favorite all week. That's a weird one to yeah, me. Yeah that is in fact at Bet MGM I saw their guy John Ewing put this out of the top three games in terms of actual money wagered, I think the Jags are number two on the board in terms of actual money put on them. I don't know why they would see that. And People are buying the Northeast team struggling in Florida thing, I think. Got it. Uh, so, it's got to be something. So for the Giants, they're 5-1. and one. Is this a true validation game for them? Like, who is this game betting? Now, by record, it's bigger for Jacksonville. But if the Giants go to Jacksonville at 5-1 and one and lose... Isn't that almost like a bigger demerit to them than yes. it is? Yeah, well, we look at Jacksonville and be like, oh, you're 2-5? and five? Well, okay, we could see that. You're a team well, this, that's on the rise. Yeah, this is one of those ones, and you see it every year, almost every week, where you're like, this one team, 
you're you're convinced is going to be good going forward, and the other team they're playing, you're convinced is going to be bad, and then whoop, the other one wins, right? They, it, they, it happens because I think you're probably going to get to uh, Jets Broncos. It's another one where you're like, oh, yep. the Jets are are they good, right? So they're going to win, and all oh, the Broncos sucks. They're going to lose. Like probably the Broncos or the Jaguars. One of them probably pulls off the win. Yeah, mm. it's, it's and the and the Giants haven't. They are the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. Oh yeah, they they just can't get the, their respect. What he means by that for people under thirty? Yeah, under thirty. Uh, uh, no, I just no don't respect. get no respect. They have no, no respect. respect. No. So they just don't get respect when you look at. I mean, they beat Baltimore last week, which we think is a good team, but still, people are ah, Baltimore's defense is this. Yeah. They're not, and they're not going to get the respect that they need um, until maybe they beat Philly. Oh, say their only loss is Dallas, right? And that was without Dak Prescott. They beat the Titans, Panthers, Bears, Packers, Ravens, right? And they still, but still five and one. I'm telling you, in, in, in the league, we we talk about this every week, Gresh. How there's really only if you beat the Bills, if you beat the uh, Chiefs, and obviously nobody's beating the Eagles, but if you happen to beat them. Those are really the only ones you're going to get credit for. Because even now, the Packers, the Jets beat the Packers. You're like, yeah, well, so have two other teams. Like, really, it's not that impressive. It's, it's almost like we're entering phase two of the NFL season in a way. Because yeah. you're right. After phase one, mm-hmm. it's here are the top teams, and you get credit for beating them. Now all of these teams in the middle are going to start to beat each other up. We will get to that on WEI NFL Sunday. And the trade deadline is right around the corner. I'm curious to get uh, thoughts from the group on how busy it's going to be or are teams just going to try to hold on to all of the assets. Well, if you don't know me, I'm the trade can. guy. Well, oh, we I know, throw the greatest me. trades out there. I mean, uh, Rich knows my basketball trades have been. He's had some. That if yep. you know some of the no, ideas for trades have been yeah. legendary. So I, yeah, trading Marcus Smart during the NBA Finals was one of them. No, 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 no. But I did want Jalen Brown. I oh, Jalen Brown. Yes. Sorry, my I did bad. want to trade for uh, Anthony Davis back in the day. You sure did. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Uh, <laughs> we will talk trades as we head into the final hour of WEI Football Sunday next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.